Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 170, The Impact of Energy Costs as Real Estate Agents. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I really want to focus in on the impact of energy costs overall on us real estate agents. There's so many different ways it impacts us. So today, I'm only going to be able to go over so many, but I wanted to point out some of the most glaring ones so that you're prepared as a real estate agent to deal with this new marketplace and to figure out your way through it because ultimately speaking, I don't see raises coming to real estate agents anytime soon. Yes, we get a raise as the market continues to increase. We see raises because we're still getting the same percentages as we were before the price was up. But the reality is everything else is growing at such a rapid rate. I don't even know if we're keeping up anymore or we're just doing the same thing or actually falling behind, which is scary, right? Because nothing worse than making the same paycheck and having to dish out more money. So we ultimately want to figure out ways to save on energy, but also pay attention to what it's going to do to our clientele, what it's going to do to our businesses, what it's going to do to people's budgets, and how we can hedge against most of that through some simple different methods. So first off, gasoline is something that we use to go house to house, right? Learning to leverage off things like the online signature platforms can save us a ton. And over the years, some of us have bought it, some of us have adopted to them. The truth is we haven't all adopted to all of it. There is so much tech out there right now that could save us from driving to places, from doing things. Everything from meeting people on Zoom calls to sending out documents to be signed can be done online and can be facilitated in a great way. I will say physical real estate, like actually going to places and stuff, I think it'll pretty much always be a necessity until we hit a full level VR with an experience in it when you can actually feel something or touch it. But as I say that, I almost creep myself up because that's almost like a whole metaverse type thing and it's like will there even be a physical thing because if it's that real what's the point so ultimately you know embracing as much as you can getting involved in these online things learning how to do stuff but honestly lots of times we can save trips by each other right like as a list agent putting up proper photography putting up good descriptions putting up floor plans putting up video allows other agents not to drive to the house only to find out that they were catfished or other things like that so not only a way to save ourselves, it's sometimes also a way to save everybody else's energy by being more honest. So let's use that technology together to leverage off of it and to have more success so that our paychecks are not eroded away by the constant rise in fuel costs. Next up, it's like, look at this one. Look into shipping items versus driving them. When I first got into real estate, we were obligated often by other agents to have the deposit in their hand the moment the transaction was signed on. So if we signed an offer, they needed the check first. If we signed a PNS, they needed the check first. With the online digital world now, we save a digital copy and then we wait for the hard copy to get there. Not uncommon to see things like mail used and have people drop it off the next day. Well, with mail, one of the things I want to recommend to you is first off, always get it in writing from the other agent. Make sure that they say it's okay and also check in with your own broker. If your broker isn't okay with it, then don't do it. But if they're okay with it and the other party's okay with it, then you can mail the check. I personally believe you should always use tracking because at the tracking number level, we can show people the check is in the mail and you can go look it up on any website, 
that is for this company and you can see where it's at. I think that's really important because then they don't feel like, well, did the person really put it in the mail? The other thing is there, don't be cheap, spend the money, upgrade the mail service and get it there quickly. So people aren't waiting on it because you don't want the deal to bounce out due to a loss check or people waiting on it. You want to make sure to keep the deal whole. Your clients won't be happy to know that you try to save a couple of gallons of gasoline in order to keep the transaction most profitable for yourself. And in doing so, you broke the deal apart because your mail stamp didn't work out or you dropped it in a drop box and it got lost or a storm hit and it got wet. No one knows what happened to it. So let's not be that. But with that said, driving a check to deliver at places with gas prices at, you know, nearly $5 a gallon, depending on where you're at, sometimes even as much as seven over by California. So with those prices, a 55 cent or whatever it is currently stamp is an amazing alternative to driving a lot of things that are less sensitive, or maybe for say less than $20, sending it in a higher level mail package, that's going to guarantee it gets there. That's an amazing opportunity to save yourself time and money because now you end up with not spending the gas. You end up making money because you're working those hours. So overnighting checks, things like that, great alternative to wasting a ton of money on energy. And now, like I said, now the gas is up to so high at prices. If you're driving these big beefy vehicles, which I know lots of agents love, it can be difficult because you're going house to house. So maybe think about car changes, but don't just change your car based on gas prices because ultimately do the math and see the miles and look at how much will you actually save by changing cars. Because oftentimes we self-enable in America to buy a new car by saying we're going to save on gas, but then we spend $20,000 more on the new car. Nah, the math probably doesn't work out. Probably not saving money by buying the $20,000 more than the last car car. So if we're doing it in the name of savings, let's look at economical vehicles and let's look at how to work it into our thing. Maybe we go up and letter it up. Okay, now it's a marketing cost. Try to figure out ways to offset your vehicle as much as possible because by doing so, you're going to save yourself money and be offsetting those energy costs. Next up, clients are going to be scared this year for the 2022 and 2023 heating costs. We need to be paying attention to that. We need to be talking about efficiencies. We need to be pushing things like in our state, mass save, right? We need to be telling people, get an energy audit. We need to be helping people understand things like, hey, do you know that in the springtime, if you open your windows at nighttime and then you close them in the morning time and you close in the heat and you close the blinds, you're gonna not have to run your AC all the time. Or did you know on a hot night, if you open the top half of your window and let the air come out of the house and you turn the fans on backwards, you're gonna circulate the air and you're gonna draw in the cold air. We need to teach people old world practices that can hedge against the new world prices because ultimately the old way always worked. We didn't always need home air conditioners and things. Fans work, vents work. Spend the money, help them understand why, help them get new appliances, help them find rebate programs because that's what's going to save them the money and protect their budget in order to make sure we're not moving them into houses that they can't afford. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, always send them over to me. I'd love to talk with you. If you haven't already done so, please pound that subscribe button and tell everyone else in real estate that this is the must-listen-to podcast in real estate to learn to earn more money every single day doing what you already love. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next week.